Welcome to the Royal Caribbean Blog Podcast, a weekly look into the world of Royal Caribbean cruising. I'm your host, Matt Hodgeberg, and this is episode number 23. This week, we've invited another podcast listener to join us for this week's show, Chad from Kentucky, who's going on his first Royal Caribbean cruise aboard Liberty of the Seas for a five-night Western Caribbean adventure joins us. We'll discuss why Chad chose Royal Caribbean and what his plans are to do on Liberty of the Seas as well as shore excursions. We also have a lot of great listener feedback to share, so we'll cram as many messages into this episode as we can. Here we go. So joining me this week is Chad Nip from Lexington, Kentucky, and he is going on Royal Caribbean's Liberty of the Seas for a five-night Western Caribbean adventure. This is also Chad's first Royal Caribbean cruise. So first of all, Chad, welcome to the Royal Caribbean Blog Podcast. Thank you very much for having me. Absolutely. And Chad, I'm living actually through you in this case because I know this is your first cruise, <laughs> but I was so wanted to book this cruise that you booked on because this came, this was back in like what, November or early December this, this deal came out? Uh, yeah, I believe it was the beginning of December. Yeah, and this was a deal that Royal Caribbean puts out deals every week, but this particular week they had this cruise for coming up in January. It's the 13th, right? Yes. Yeah. It's a five night cruise on Liberty, which is a great ship, and it was like, I know you didn't get the dirt cheap deal. You ended up getting something actually a good deal in itself, but it was like something like a hundred and some odd dollars. And I struggled with it so much to book it, but I'm so glad to hear that you booked it. And I want to talk to you about that specifically because, you know, a lot of people really find these last minute deals really intriguing, myself included. So what attracted you to this deal and what attracted you to cruising with Royal Caribbean? Because you've been on cruising with other cruise lines before. Uh, yeah, actually, um, I've been on uh, Carnival three times. And me and my wife decided um, after our last cruise that the next vacation we were going to go on was going to be to Italy. And um, I went through Carnival like I was planning on and found out that Carnival is not doing any cruises to Europe in 2014. And because we had already decided that Italy was where we wanted to go, I started researching you know, other cruise lines and came across Royal Caribbean, priced everything out. It was going to be uh, something that was going to be in our price range. So I decided, hey, we'll, we'll do that and we'll book it. And uh, so once that was decided, we uh, we actually went and my wife didn't really have too much to do with it, but I'm, I'm kind of a nut job when it comes to cruising. <laughs> so uh, so I got on and I started researching everything I could about Royal Caribbean. Like I wanted to know, you know all the ins and outs, um, pretty much the same thing I did the first time that I went on Carnival. And I came across your podcast and through the podcast got, you know, linked up with your, your website and joined the forums and started asking questions and listened. I think I listened to, at that point, you had put out about 19 podcasts, maybe 18 okay. or 19. And I listened to all of them within a 24 hour period. Wow. So I was, yeah, I have, I had crammed full of Royal Caribbean information. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of, and, um, yeah, so uh, they were they were all good. They're, it's a fabulous podcast. I really like Thank listening you. to them. Um, and so we were set to go for uh, for Italy. We had everything booked. I'd put down the deposit, and we were actually going to be traveling with uh, two friends of ours who have never cruised before. And I've been, you know, building it up to them for a while. And uh, then it found out about three or four weeks ago that they are pregnant. They are set to deliver within the same week that we were supposed to be going to Italy. 
So that kind of put a wrench in the uh, plans for them to go. And once me and my wife talked about it, you know, we decided that, you know, we had planned now on going to Italy with them. You know, we had already started booking things and excursions and stuff like that. So it was something we decided we would feel a lot better about if we just waited and, you know, you know, a year or a year and a half or whatever and wait until they had the baby and they would be able to go with us. So once that happened, then you know, we had no more vacation planned for next year and it's been a little while since we've been on one. So I told, you know, my wife, I said, why don't we just look and try to see if we can find, you know, something coming up quickly in January or February. We both have the vacation time and we'll just take a vacation together because it's been, you know, since our honeymoon that we went on a vacation alone. And she said that was fine. And literally the same afternoon I was scrolling through the, the website and uh, your website. And uh, when I went on there, you posted all the weekly deals. And I saw the deal, and it was on Liberty of the Seas, which was the same ship that we were going to be going on to Italy. So I already felt comfortable with that. I knew all the ins and outs of the ship. And I uh, got on and was able to book it. They they didn't have the – I think it was $189 was the, yeah. the, the interior room. Um, and basically the way it worked out was – they would just guarantee you a room for that price, but you don't get to actually pick where the room's going to be. And they didn't have any more of those. And the next price up was like 240 per person. And then you could actually pick where your interior room is going to be. And uh, it was still a ridiculously good price for, for what's all included and for the ship and everything. So we went ahead and booked it. Yeah, it's a great deal, and I think you're going to love Liberty of the Seas. It's it's a wonderful ship. It's one of the Royal Caribbean's newer ships, and frankly, it always boggles my mind why Liberty of the Seas for their domestic cruises, the ones out of the United States, especially in the winter, are so cheap. This is like this isn't the only cheap cruise Liberty of the Seas offers. If you you may have seen, there's like a bunch of them, especially this time of year, and I don't I don't understand why because it's a great ship. It's it's a great class. They have great entertainment on board. So I think you're really locked out, man. This is just I guess it's just the time of the year and. You know, not many people want to want to take vacation this early, but I'm, I think you locked out quite well. And the cabin certainly, it's a good cabin category that you selected. You know, going for a little bit, it's nice to upgrade a little bit anyway, get a little more room, a little better location. Is this the type of cabin you've booked previously on your other cruises? Uh, no, I've been. Uh, we stayed in a balcony uh, once, and that was for our honeymoon. And then we stayed in a ocean view room um, the last two cruises. So this is the first time that we'll have um, an interior room. But I've, me and my wife talked about it and, you know, for this one, we were basically just going, Hey, it's, it's going to be really quick. Um, we're going to be using a bunch of our sky miles for, you know, the flight and for the cruise and everything anyway. So we were just going for, let's have a quick vacation and, you know, and, and just get out of here, you know, with just us for a week. And, uh, and honestly, all of the time that I've been on the past three cruises that I've been on, we are in our room enough to sleep and change our clothes. And so, you know, for, for us, you know, having a big balcony or even having an ocean view or anything like that is just didn't really make a whole lot of sense, especially on a ship that's this large, you know, I plan on being out exploring the ship, seeing everything doing, you know, the ice skating and the, you know, all the other features that it has all the time. So I don't really figure I'm going to miss out on, you know, having a you know larger or nicer room. Absolutely. Um, I think you got a great strategy there, tackling 
Liberty of the Seas, there's a lot to do on there, and that's a good thing. So, mm-hmm. yeah, not a lot of time spent in the room anyway. By the way, I should mention a good friend of our podcast, Kaylee and James, do a podcast called CruiseCast, and it's about cruising in general, not just Royal Caribbean, but other cruise lines as well, which is crazy talk to me. But anyway, they do a really good <laughs> job as well. And I know that you're planning that cruise for Italy, and they have some great podcast episodes about exploring Italy on your own. You should really check that out. So I'll put a link in the show notes to it for you, Chad, okay. and also anyone else who's interested in that kind of stuff, because I know that it's uh, it's going to be a lot more challenging to, to tackle Europe, I think, than other ports of call. But anyway, uh, yeah. back to the Royal Caribbean stuff. So what plans do you have for Liberty of the Seas? I know you've researched this quite a bit. Are there some activities or shows that stood out to your mind? What are you excited about just in terms of the onboard stuff? I'm definitely excited about the ice show. Um, just the fact that they have an ice rink on a cruise ship, I think is pretty awesome. Um, so I'm, I'm excited about the ice show. I've heard a lot of really good stuff about it from all over the place, not just, uh, not just the, the blog, but from a lot of different people who have other friends of ours who have been on Royal Caribbean and, and, uh, you know, Googling and Cruise Critic and places like that. And, uh, so I'm pretty excited about that. Um, I definitely want to try out the, the flow rider. I'm, I'm not a, a surfer by any stretch of the imagination, but it seems like it could be fun. And if nothing else, just sit up there and relax and watch some people wipe out. <laughs> um, <laughs> And then plus the, uh, the mini golf. I've been on the past three cruises I've been on. I have won some type of little plastic trophy or little, you know, fake ribbon metal thing at putt putt golf. So, um, uh, I'll have to do some putt putt golf and, uh, and try the, the rock climbing wall and play some basketball. I'm, I'm, I'm going to do everything it's got. Anything, anything and everything there is to do, I plan on trying to do it. That's great. I think you had a great plan. The ice show is really great. I know it's, uh, the first time I heard about it, I was like, ice show? Come on, I don't like ice capades or ballet or anything like that. You know, <laughs> come on, I'll be at the, you know I'll be at the casino or something. And every time I see it, because every time you know a couple months goes by, it's like, yeah, how good could it really be? And every time I see, it, I'm like, wow, this is really good. Yeah, it's, it's an amazing spectacle, and I really so I think you and your wife will really enjoy it. I agree with you. Everything. Good luck on the flow rider, dude, because I don't have <laughs> the I don't have the guts to try it out myself because I know it's like the first thing's going to happen to just face plant city population me. <laughs> So, <laughs> you know, it's, but it's a great idea and there's a lot to, that goes on there. I know one of the things we were talking about off the air was the quest and you wanted to know a little more information about that, right? Uh, yes. So the quest I've... is actually, it's a very, very adult show. Uh, there is actually, we mentioned on the kids show, there's a quiz quest, but we're not going to talk about that one. We're going to talk about the quest and the quest is a nighttime thing. It happens at like 11 o'clock at night. So it's, it's late night thing. And basically it's an adult scavenger hunt. That's the really basic description of it. You can okay. form groups on the spot. I think you have to form a couple. I think you have to have at least four people in your group. You can't have more than like six or seven. And it's been a while since I did this, but basically they'll give you a bunch of tasks you have to do in a short amount of time. And it usually involves cross-dressing and, 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 <laughs> and finding certain things. It's, it's all good fun. This isn't like, you know, raunchy or anything like that. It's just, you know, good natured adult humor and the winning team, you don't win anything. You win again, you know, that, that lame plastic thing that you got <laughs> ship on a stick. Exactly. That's what, that's what you're playing for, but it's fun. And with a couple yeah. of drinks, it's even more fun. And you know, it's something that's, uh, something worth doing. So if you and your wife enjoy that kind of thing, you should definitely check it out. Also, you can also watch the quest without participating in it. It's not, there's like okay. two options. One is to participate, one's to watch. So if you just want to kind of see what it's like the first time, you know, there's, there's bleachers or whatever to watch it from. And then maybe on your next cruise, you can check it out for yourself, but it is a lot. It, people love it. I, I think it's a great way to spend an evening, certainly. And it's very memorable. So, well, so there's that. 
because because you have described it the way that you have, then I, I have to share a little bit of a story then. Um, because apparently, I actually I actually am much more familiar with this uh, this entire concept than what you know than what I knew. The first cruise that we went on uh, for our honeymoon, which was in uh, two thousand and nine, um, we it was on Carnival, and they didn't. We went to a comedy show, and after the comedy show was over, the uh, the cruise director got up there and he said, okay, you know, don't leave. We're going to have, and I don't even remember what they called it. Um, it they didn't particularly have a name. They basically just kind of called it like a, you know, we're going to have like a game. So we were sitting at a table with like six other people and the guy comes out and he basically goes up and he says, okay, break up into teams. He gives everybody a, you know, a card, you know, with a number five, 10, 15, whatever it was. And he says, you know, basically I'm going to call out random things. You have to try to find them and then you have to run up here and, you know, be the first, you know, second or third person to show me your number and, you know, we'll tally up points and, you know, yeah. that's how people win. So it sounds basically kind of like the same thing you were explaining. And, uh, so, by the end of the night, and I'll try to keep it short, um, we have a we have a picture on our wall of me standing in a room with like thirty other dudes, and I'm wearing a woman's bra and dangly earrings, lipstick. Uh, I have a purse. Uh, the woman's bra was not my wife's, by the way, um, <laughs> and uh, no shoes and no shirt. Yeah, and that was the that was the culmination of what I guess was their version of the of the quest. So I'm actually really looking forward to this now because that was one of the funnest nights ever. Yeah, it's a great time. It sounds like very very similar to what Royal Caribbean does. So I think you'll enjoy that quite a bit. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty excited about it now. Uh, real quick, specialty dining reservations. Have you made any? Are you interested in any? I have not made any. Um, I was actually planning on the day that we get in. Um, I wanted to go and find out what uh, was on the menu for the week and kind of pick a night that you know I might not be interested in what was going to be on the main dining room uh, menu. So that way I could make my, my my dinner reservation that night. Good man. And you're stopping at Labadee and Falmouth. Both are very fun ports. I've been to both many times and enjoy my time there. Tell us about what your plans are really quick for both islands. Um, honestly, my wife has been to Jamaica once and she said, I guess about 30 minutes in some direction from Falmouth is a, uh, some type of like, a, a waterfall and, um, and some other things that she went to, uh, when she visited there a couple years back. And she said that while we're over there, we absolutely have to stop and, uh, and, and take a taxi ride over there and see that. So I think that's our only plans as of yet for Jamaica. Um, for Labadee, I just plan on relaxing on the beach, um, just getting out of the freezing cold weather um, because right now it's about six degrees outside, which for Kentucky is crazy cold. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm just planning on relaxing on the beach and, and being warm and sitting there laughing at all my friends back home who are still freezing their butts off. Yeah. Falmouth, I think your wife was talking about Dunn's River Falls. Which yes. is very, yeah, it's a very popular, good choice. And Labadee, just make sure you do me a favor. Think of me when you're doing it. Go get yourself a Labadoozy on the island. I, I definitely plan on it. You have, you have definitely built that up enough to where I've already, <laughs> I've already planned and told my wife we're at least going to get one so I can try it because I'm, I'm, I'm putting a, there's a huge expectation on there because of, uh, because of how much you have talked it up. Well, let me just say, if it doesn't live up to expectations, keep drinking more until it does. <laughs> <laughs>
Well, as, as I actually think I mentioned in an email, me, neither me or my wife drink, so I'm going to have to try one of the virgin ones. Um, okay. So that way I can I can at least get a, a taste of it. There you go. Well, before we get going, I want to know all of our podcast guests a little bit better. So, Chad, I'm going to ask you a couple of quick questions about how you like to cruise and just say the first thing that comes to your mind. You ready? Okay. Preferred drink while on a roller Caribbean cruise. And I know you're not a big drinker, but if you were going to have a drink, what would it be? It's probably a Mr. Pib because I get one of those little fountain cards and I'll probably drink about 175 of those while we're on. <laughs> but it could be replaced by a Labadoozy within okay. the next, you know, six or seven days. I like that idea. All right. Favorite port of call to visit? Uh, so far it's probably going to be Cabo San Lucas. Uh, we went there on our honeymoon and, uh, it was, it was fabulous. There were so many things to do and, and, uh, and it was, it was such a nice and beautiful place and the water was perfect. And out of all the places we've been so far, that's, that's probably the best. And lastly, favorite song on the radio or your iPod, iPhone today? Um, it would have to be a boy with a coin by a band called Iron and Wine. Wow. I don't know that one at all. Is it new, old? Uh, no, it's actually, it's actually old. Um, I listen to, uh, Pandora a lot and the, one of the stations that plays different groups like of Monsters and Men, um, and Passenger, and Imagine Dragons, stuff like that. And, uh, they're, it's probably, it's probably about a four or five year old song, but if you, if you get a chance, Google it and listen to it. It's pretty catchy. It'll get stuck yeah. in your head for a while. Perfect. I look forward to it. Well, Chad. Good luck with your cruise. Sounds like you have a great time planned, and I'm wishing you all the best, and I'm very jealous you're going on this cruise, but have a great time. All right. Thank you very much for having me. Let's answer your listener questions, emails, Facebook tweets. Actually, there are no such things as Facebook tweets, but Facebook messages and tweets. And we'll start with a message from Bill Carney. Hi, Matt. I'm wondering what you use to carry valuables such as cash, credit cards, etc. while on excursions. I leave most of my stuff in the room safe, but appreciate your advice on specific belts, packs, or other ideas for securing what I bring with me. Any favorites? Great question, Bill, and I like you, I leave most of my stuff or all the stuff I don't really need in my safe, or at least in my stateroom, back on the ship. When I am on my shore excursions, I really got turned on to something that a friend of mine recommended, actually Jamie and Veronica Snyder. They are the hosts of the semi-defunct Crowncast podcast. And they recommended Aquapack many, many moons ago to me. And Aquapack is a website called aquapack.net. I think they actually have some stuff on Amazon as well. Basically, it's waterproof and also sandproof plastic containers that fit around things like cameras and iPhones and iPads. But they also create little bags and, and larger bags as well that you can put your valuables in. And it's great because that way if you're going to the pool and you know maybe it's just you and maybe your wife or you and your husband and whoever, basically no one wants to sit by the valuables back on the beach. No problem at all. You can carry it with you. It's with you and you don't have to worry about going underwater or being exposed to sand, water, any other elements that could corrode or destroy the stuff. So it gives me kind of like peace of mind that, that it's not going to be you know affected negatively by the elements and I'm going to have it within my sites all the time. So again, that's aquapack.net, and I'll put a link to the website in our show notes. Next email is from Derek Schrank, and he writes, I'm a regular listener to the podcast, and I think it provides great info. I was wondering if you knew about the airport in St. Martin, Princess Juliana. Do you know anything about this site? And also, I've read that St. Martin requires a passport unlike other Caribbean islands. Do you know anything about this as well? Sorry for all the questions. Thanks for the help. Derek, happy to help. No problem at all about the questions. 
yes, I have been to the airport. The airport is actually kind of a tourist attraction in itself. Basically, it's an airport that is very close to the beach. And the airplanes that are landing literally land like on top of the beach. So if you're standing on the beach, you get very close to them. And I'll put a link in the show notes to some YouTube videos that probably you've seen. You just didn't know it was this beach exactly. And I've been to this beach. Actually, I went there for the first time on my last time to St. Martin. And it's it's fun to see. The other big attraction is when airplanes take off because when they do that, they have to put on their brakes first, then rev their engines as hard as they can, and then let go of the brakes. The reason is because the airport takeoff runway faces a bunch of mountains. So they need to get really fast, really quickly. And they do that by holding the brakes again and then accelerating as much as they can. It's kind of like peeling out for airplanes, essentially. Anyway, it is fun. Uh, there's a bar that's actually there called the Sunset Bar and Grill that's set up right on the beach. It's one of the best locations. I went there to go watch it. It's great. I will say that for families, you need to watch out because it is a topless beach. But the bar actually encourages toplessness of women, which, again, for adults, is not a big deal. But if you got kids there, I might have a little bit of an issue. In that case, I would just suggest going further down the beach and not worrying about it. Anyway... They have usually on any given day somewhere between three and six airplanes landing and taking off at any given time. The schedules for takeoffs and landing are posted right on the beach. It's fun. It's definitely worth doing at least once to say you've done it before. I'm not sure I would go there every single time, but it is fun. The thing, though, I need to warn people also about is the takeoff. Takeoffs are cool. There's no question about it because the jet exhaust that comes out of the airplanes, you'll feel it if you're standing on the beach. Now, there's some people that will go and hang on to the fence that's right between the beach and the airport. And the thing is, if the jet blast is really strong, people can literally fly. Like, they'll hold on to the fence and their bodies will come off the ground because there's that much kind of thrust. I need to warn people, it's very dangerous. Some people actually died from this because in between the airport and the beach is a roadway. And there's a huge barrier right in the middle. It's made of concrete. So as you can imagine, if you happen to let go of the fence for whatever reason, you're going to fly. And odds are you're not going to land feet first. So... I think just enjoy it from afar. It's a great spectacle, and if you're in St. Martin, not a bad thing to do. Regarding the passports, I don't know about maybe flying into the island, but certainly I do not need my passport anytime I've been to St. Martin. I've been there three or four times now. In fact, I was just there in September, so they didn't have the rec- regulation there. However, I always recommend when going to any Caribbean island or any island, any port of call, make sure you bring your passports with you anyway, just in case. You never know. Having them on your body will make your life a heck of a lot easier than if they're back in the ship. So that's a personal opinion. I know some people disagree with that, but that's just how I feel. So hopefully that'll help you out there, Derek. Next email is from Christopher Percy. Thanks for the information on the kids' programs and options in episode 22. We have five grandchildren, and we'll be taking them on a cruise in 2015. Your information will really help in planning the best cabin configuration, and since they're in different age groups, we can discuss the options beforehand and get everyone excited to go. We'll probably need another cruise after that one with the grandchildren just to recover. <laughs> I know what you mean, Christopher. Great email. And I'm glad to hear that you're also going to be involved in the family. You know, cruising is a lot of fun. And I think it's even more fun when you engage other members of your family and make it kind of a family occasion, really. And I've done that. I know other people have done that as well. And it sounds like, Christopher, you're going to be enjoying that as well. So sounds like a great time. Thank you, Christopher. Next, we have an email from Robert Vanover. Since you've been on different Royal Caribbean ships, perhaps you could discuss the outside dining options on the different class of ships in an upcoming episode. We love dining outdoors, often having breakfast on our balcony. We'll be on Freedom of the Seas in March for the first time. We're hoping that the Windjamere connects to an aft dining location. Well, Robert, there are dining options that are outside. Certainly, the Windjamere on Freedom of the Seas is not one of them. When I was on Jewel of the Seas, and I think this is the case 
at least with, at least it used to be the case on all the Radiance class ships, maybe with the, some of the refurbishments that have gone on, this has changed. But the Windjamers on Radiance class ships do have an outside dining portion. Now on Freedom of the Seas, you don't have a specific area per se, but there's nothing to stop you from taking your food from the Windjamer, bringing it out to the pool deck, either on deck 11 or deck 12, and deck 11 is kind of more the protected area where deck 12 is, you know, right on the top. And bring your food there and have it right there to eat. No problem at all. No one's going to say anything to you. In fact, the staff is happy to take your stuff when you're done and bring it back to the Windjammer for you. I've done this a couple different times, especially, you know, breakfast. Maybe you're having a late breakfast. People are already out in the pool. So you go grab something to eat and bring it back so you can be social and still be outside, especially on a beautiful days. It's hard to go wrong with that. So that's definitely an option for you as well. You obviously also mentioned your balcony, which is if you have a balcony stateroom cabin, nothing wrong with that. Really, you can take food and bring it almost anywhere on deck. There's the deck, I want to call it the promenade deck, deck four, deck five, you know, the one that has the walking deck around the ship. It's got some chairs as well. Again, nothing wrong with bringing the food down there if that's your fancy, because again, it's going to be a lot quieter down there usually, and there's places to sit. You can have your meal, do whatever you want, maybe it's a snack. So that's definitely something to do. Again, the only other restaurants that have outside dining are some of the Windjamers on the smaller ships of Radiance class. The Seaview Cafe, which still exists on Julius's right now, it's going to be slated to be removed, does have outdoor seating as well. Johnny Rockets on Freedom of the Seas and some other ships as well does have an outside dining area. I know that Freedom has inside and outside. Typically, the inside is much more crowded than the outside, but if weather permitting, it can be a great place to eat. A burger, a little breeze... Uh, vanilla Coke, <laughs> nothing wrong with that, right? So there's some options for you, and I think I've gotten any. But if I missed any, feel free to comment here on uh, Royal Caribbean blog and send me an email, tweet, Facebook message, whatever, and let me know and help Robert out. So have fun, Robert. Here's a Facebook message. It's from an older friend of mine, Sarah Connors, who writes, Matt, you may want to mention that in regards to episode 22 about cruising with kids, that if you book two cabins for your family, Royal Caribbean will make you book it with someone over the age of 25 in each room. In most cases, one parent per room. They don't check to see who sleeps in each room, but it will be happy booked that way. Also, you should probably mention that they should book early with that situation to try to get rooms next to each other. Sarah, great point, and you're right. You can't have, say, two parents in one room booked that way and the two kids in another room booked alone. It doesn't work that way. They need to have adults in there, and you're right. In most cases, that usually means, okay, one adult is booked technically in one room, one adult is booked technically in another room, but it doesn't really matter because, you know, once you're there, they don't track who sleeps where. So great tip and I agree about booking early if you want specific rooms especially connected rooms because those do go quickly so thank you Sarah next we have a Facebook message from Danielle Perry who writes hey Matt just finished listening to your podcast about cruising with young children I was surprised to hear my name I feel famous now a question for you after listening though the take home message for me was to stick to the larger and newer ships I've heard that before as well so why do you and your wife with a three-year-old daughter sample different types of ships older smaller is there enough for her to do on those ships Great question, Danielle. First of all, you have to understand I'm kind of a nerd and feel like I need to try out everything Royal Caribbean offers, so I'm not exactly the perfect parent in the sense that I choose my cruises for my kids. I do think that, however, my daughter has had a great time on every ship we've brought her on, and even going on Jewel Disease, which is our last cruise, and Jewel is a smaller, older ship, relatively speaking older, it's really not that old, but the you know it didn't have a lot for kids on there. There was no kids' pool, there was no nursery. There were, you know, it's it's the old Royal Caribbean offerings, really, and there weren't a heck of a lot of them. Now, that being said, we made the most of it. I think my daughter has, you know, enough fun with things that were going on. She was just beginning potty training at that point, so we could bring her in the pool. That definitely did help. And on top of that, Danielle, we also picked a cruise that was very port-intensive. It was six islands in seven days. Only one sea day we had to deal with. 
So we weren't spending a heck of a lot of time on the ship to begin with, and I think that definitely helped. But I also think Royal Caribbean does a great job in all of its offerings, and the advantages of the older ships, and or just ships that aren't as brand new as, say, the Freedom Class or Oasis Class, is they're often in other markets, and they're often priced quite competitively. As an example, the Navigator of the Seas cruise I'm going on in February that's out of Galveston is actually not a bad deal at all, and it's actually one of the better priced cruises, even though I have to fly out to Galveston. So it gives me variety because I'm going to places I've never been before. It's giving me a better price than some of the newer ships, and I get a chance to see some new ships. So new ships, new ports, and good prices. So that's primarily why I go with it. And the great news is because all those ships are being now refurbished across the fleet, in fact, many of them are already done being refurbished, the advantage is now I don't have to necessarily worry about my daughter's experience because Royal Caribbean is spending more and more money on each of these ships to make it better. So hopefully that gives you an idea of why I do what I do. But again, I would say if you are new to Royal Caribbean or you want to make sure your kids are going to have the best possible experience, I would definitely lean towards those newer ships, the Freedom Class, the Oasis Class, and of course the brand new Quantum Class that's coming out. I think that's going to be phenomenal for them. And don't forget, we also want to hear from you. So if you want to have your name read and make your family jealous, just like Danielle, you can, of course, email us, Facebook us, tweet us, call us even. That's right. You can On Twitter, we are at the RCL blog. On Facebook, we are facebook.com slash Royal Caribbean blog. You can email us, Matt, M-A-T-T, at Royal Caribbean blog.com, or call the Royal Caribbean blog voicemail by calling 408-6-ROYAL-6. That's 408-676-9256. And of course, we'll play the voicemails on the show. So until next time, I'm Matt Hotchberg, and we'll talk again soon.